0: It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast. With interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe
1: DiArmond.
0: Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Gabe DiArmond and Mitchell Forty here in studio in Columbia because we do not have uh, an NCAA tournament game to cover in the next couple of days. Some people do. We are going to talk about, uh, I think, every Mizzou fan's probably second favorite team of the field of, it's 66 as we record this, will be 64 by the time we let you listen to it. Uh, But we're going to talk a little bit about the Auburn Tigers. They are only the second favorite team of Mizzou fans because Northeastern, for the time being, is probably everyone's first favorite team. But once Kansas beats them, they could meet Auburn in the second round. And we're going to talk to... My friend and podcaster and reporter extraordinaire JG Tate with AuburnSports.com is that is that the correct title, Jay?
1: Yes, uh, yes, that and uh, man of the world. I like. To <laughs> okay, say. okay. I Here forgot you go to... with your Kansas thing. You've got this anti-Kansas agenda that it just can't shake.
0: I, I do, but mostly Missouri fans do. And and uh, oh, okay, but I mean, first uh, before it it gets to Kansas, like that was those four days were. That was pretty impressive out of Auburn. Is that uh, about as well as you've seen this team play?
1: Yeah, like ever. This yeah. is my 21st or 22nd year covering Auburn, and that's as good as I've ever seen them play over a short period of time. I mean, and that, that game against Tennessee may have been the single best game I've ever seen on Auburn basketball team. Um, you know, so they opened the tournament with Missouri, and I was like, eh, you know, maybe they'll beat Missouri, maybe they won't. I gave them like a 60% chance, and it was like wow. 60% the rest of the way. We gave them like just,
0: a 96% okay. chance. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I know, and it's tough with Tillman getting in foul trouble all the time and Jontay not playing. A team should have been better, and we all know that. But uh, it's just I don't trust Auburn away from Auburn Arena. You know, I, when they go on the road, they tend to lay eggs. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, Nashville is the road. So I just thought they would kind of morph into usual road life, and then they didn't. And they played really, really well, and now they go in the NCAA tournament. And I'm still in a predicament because I don't know if I can trust them or not.
2: Yeah, you kind of took my my question from you there. You know, I, obviously it can't hurt uh, going and winning four games in four days and, and winning the SEC tournament going into the NCAA tournament. But how? how I mean, you know, how do you kind of see the, this team? What what do you see as kind of? I mean, I know that I would say most people say they have the you know potential to maybe be a Final Four team if they played their best and to lose to New Mexico State if they play their worst. But what do you see as kind of the the most likely scenario for this team?
1: I think the most likely scenario is to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, Kansas is way down this year. It's not the usual Kansas. And, I mean, if Auburn's playing the way it did in Nashville, I don't think Sweet 16 is totally reasonable. It's just that, well, they stay like that. I mean, I've seen them on the road this year lay so many eggs, man, and I, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to keep shooting it, you know, whatever, 40% from three, and they're going to actually value possessions, which they didn't always do, and their backup point guard is now really good driving downhill and getting things created that way. I mean, if they're going to start doing that, yeah, it's a totally different situation, but I still don't trust them, man. I've just seen them too many times get behind and get all panicky and start doing weird stuff and trying to see who can take the prettiest 30-foot shot. And I <laughs> I think we'll go back to that at some point. I,
0: well, I, I know because I know you that you've spent the last three days doing in-depth breakdowns and, and watching film of the New Mexico State Aggies. Um Like this is actually a pretty good team. Is Auburn in danger? Do you think that they could lose that first game?
1: Yes, I mean it's a dangerous situation insofar as New Mexico State hadn't lost since I think January fourth, and I know they're kind of in a turd conference or whatever. But I mean, they're I think that's actually the name of
0: their the turd league.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the Midwestern Turd New Mexico (laughs) Conference or whatever. But I mean, you're talking about a team that's thirty and five. Uh, They just completely whitewashed their their league. And, I mean, they played Kansas very, very tough, uh, you know, a number of months ago. They've got a lot of depth. I mean, Auburn usually outruns people because they have the great depth. Auburn goes nine deep, and they can just kind of run people out of the gym that way. But New Mexico State goes the full 10, so you can't really go that direction with them. So, And they're somewhat big. I mean, Auburn's not a, a terrifically large team either, so... You know, they're just going to have to play smart and value possessions, and if they do that, I think they can beat anybody. That's basically how they beat Tennessee, and I mean, if you play that way, you're going to beat New Mexico State too.
2: You mentioned that, you know the Auburn's kind of identity is they like to get up and down the floor, they sh- they shoot a lot of threes, but they kind of they just got Austin Wiley back. He had been out for a long time. Honestly, I just kind of assumed he was out for the year because he missed so much time. How much, even if he's not, you know, totally a hundred percent or a huge scoring threat, how much does that help that team?
1: Well, he helps them in very specific ways that they need help in. First of all, he's an elite defensive rebounder. I mean, at 6'11", he's got some jumping ability. He understands this position, how to do this. So, I mean, they need him on the floor to get defensive rebounds. And he's also a great shot effector. He is technically a good shot blocker, but he does other things too. So, they would love to have him on the floor. I think he played nine minutes uh, in the game against Tennessee, maybe 10. I he had like three shifts, and usually, what it was going on was in one half of the game he would play a shift or two, and they would just shut him down. Usually, first half, and they would just let him. Stay. They didn't think they didn't trust him to get to kind of cool down and then warm up again in the same game because he's got like a stress reaction in the lower part of his right shin, and so they thought, well, we can run him at one time, and then we have to sit him. But in the Tennessee game, they played him two or three shifts in different halves. So it's clear that he's coming along. He's going to be able to help more. I just don't know you know, if he can go more than about 12 or 15 minutes at this point, first of all, because they are probably foul out in that period of time. I mean, he's, he's like <laughs> Tillman as far as picking up fouls. And then the second thing is, you know, just how much can he help? If they're going to run in transition, he's not a run-in-transition kind of dude. And if his mom was, like, just some regular old chick that played basketball at, like, I don't know, Missouri or somewhere, he wouldn't be at Auburn. Austin Wiley is at Auburn. Because his mother played basketball at Auburn, his dad played basketball at Auburn, and he just kind of that guy because he doesn't fit their system at all.
0: I could not figure out where you were going with the uh, mom comment there. But uh, on, on your list before the tournament was re- or the bracket was revealed, on your list of man, places I want to go, where was Salt Lake City, Utah? Uh,
1: That's reasonably scenic, I would say. Jacksonville yeah. would be low on the list, as was Columbus, Ohio. But, uh, you know, Salt Lake is what it is.
0: Yeah, but it. You sent your uh, minions out to this one, to, to frolic in the Great Salt Lake. Is that right?
1: Uh, that is correct. And I uh, just, uh, you know, I've been in Nashville a while, and I, I, that was enough. I, I'm good.
2: That is disappointing, seeing as you're a self-proclaimed man of the world.
1: I don't know if Salt Lake City counts as world. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of a different place. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the things that that's kind of, you know, always – been struck by with Auburn is you know kind of the reliance on on the three ball and that that's something that you know makes me a little nervous as I like start to look at you know potential teams to to win multiple games because it seems like you know at some point especially playing in these new gyms oftentimes the big big arenas that aren't just basketball gyms that the the shot doesn't always travel I mean you know obviously you mentioned Auburn struggles on the road but do you feel like kind of their success in one of those arenas in Nashville is something that that really you know bodes well for them?
1: Yeah, I was surprised uh, that they were able to shoot fairly consistently. Now, Bryce Brown, who was their A sharpshooter, he was kind of up and down a little bit, although he was tournament MVP because he did catch on in the games. But I remember a couple games, you know, he was like 0 for in the first half, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. And then he kind of picked it back up, and, and he, he, he leveled out. The thing about Auburn is, so two months ago, they relied so much on the three ball. I mean, it was like if it was going, they were good, and if it wasn't, they were done. And it was that simple. Since then, You've got Trumo Okiki, who's a power forward, who can shoot threes, but he also can score inside. He has really stepped up as far as being a scoring threat and just kind of being a menace inside, learning how to stay on the floor without fouling. And I think he's played his way in the NBA draft. Um, I think he's going to be a tremendous professional player. He, I think he'll end up being somebody kind of like Shane Battier. The thing about Tuma is he's such an odd character. As a person, he's like so low-key and... I would not be surprised at all to find out that he's, like, skipping across campus singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme. Like, he's just a really (laughs) odd dude. Beats to a different drum beat, and I don't know what he'll choose to do. I mean, I think he's ready to give it a shot in the NBA. I just don't know if he'll think he's ready for the NBA. I don't know. But his development has changed Auburn a lot because when the threes aren't going, he can do some stuff inside that he couldn't do two months ago.
0: All right, a couple last things for you. So, uh, again, Auburn, Kansas should happen in the second round. Uh, I think so. I mean, it it would be a surprise if it didn't. Um, I was – I guess I just never really watched a whole Auburn game on TV until I watched the SEC tournament. Like, how does Bruce Pearl not have a heart attack during these games? Like, how does his head just not blow off his body?
1: Well, it kind of does, man. Have you ever seen how much – that's my goodness. Uh, he's got to hydrate at halftime. And if you notice at the end of the games, he can barely talk. He's like, yeah, 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 So, I mean, he's just going to have to chill out at some point, I think. You know, what's funny is, like, if you just talk to him on a Tuesday, he's, like, normal and calm. And like Will Muschamp does. You know, he goes crazy on the sideline. And Will's, like, really cool. And I can talk to him, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to chill that out. His wife gets on about it. There, there yeah, he's needs, extremely entertaining.
0: There needs to be a Bruce Pearl cam. There pretty much was a Bruce Pearl Cam during the Missouri Auburn game. But okay, so last thing and I cannot take credit for this, uh, Gary Parrish from CBS Sports, this is my favorite tournament analysis that I've heard. If Auburn and Kansas play, the game will only be broadcast on a federal wiretap in round two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, like,
2: man, man. On a serious
0: note on that, is it is there I mean, there's been some stuff at Auburn. Like, do you think is there long term concern over this, uh that that this is gonna end up you know, problems, sanctions, penalties, whatever, for the program, or not really?
1: Look, bro, uh, if you're at Auburn, whether you're a fan or you're somebody covering the team, you're just kind of used to this drama. I mean, there's always (laughs) something going on at Auburn, right?
0: I mean, mean, that's what you've always said, yeah.
1: If it's not legal drama, then it's like ethical drama or like it was in November where they were trying to fire the head coach and Mm -hmm. there was this big push by influential boosters to get him fired. Dude, there's always something going on at Auburn. So I don't know as though Auburn people are really fazed by it. And honestly, the stuff that I, I mean, I've mean, i been doing this a minute at Auburn, I've seen worse. I'll leave it at that. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Plus, yeah. particularly now that uh, Chuck Persons pled guilty, they're not going to have to go through discovery and all that stuff. It's going to help Auburn's case as far as, hey, we didn't do anything. So, you know, I, I don't think anything's going to really get to them. I don't, I, although I do think the assistant who was caught up in the pen thing Right. I think he's gone. I don't think he'll be back. But that had nothing yeah, to do but, with Auburn. But
0: that's not Auburn's problem.
1: Yeah. That is not Auburn's problem. But I will say to the people who love to get Bruce Pearl hell about, you know, he's always got these guys in trouble. I mean, there is some truth to that, right? I mean, what Ira Bowman did at Penn is kind of bogus, if true. Didn't happen at Auburn. But it's still, it's kind of a guy in Pearl's orbit that's doing something that you just kind of wonder what yeah.
0: tends
1: to happen. I'm just saying. That's a fair, a fair assessment.
0: All right, Jay. Well, have fun covering the tournament, however long it is, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk to you another time. Well,
1: listen, man. I mean, I don't want Kansas to win either. I mean, I don't like him. I'm just saying, I know that you're always just like really hating on him, so you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I will. I will definitely be interested in watching that game. No question. So.
1: Okay. All right. I'm I'm
0: glad Auburn's going to have you're going to have Auburn's back. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Auburn. Just let Bruce know I'm in their corner for that one. Great. He'll he'll be glad to know. I'm sure. All right. Thanks, man.
2: Thanks, Jay. See you guys.
0: All right, Jay Tate, Auburn sports. Uh, like, I don't know. I I think that may, we'll talk about the bracket a little bit. I think Auburn Kansas happens, but both of them have games that like, it's not out of the question they could get big. I mean. I don't really want to watch New Mexico State and Northeastern in round two. I want to watch Auburn yeah. and Northeastern in round two.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I think there's actually a, a pretty decent chance that one of those two teams loses. They both they both have enough flaws that you could see them getting behind early and and not being and you know or having one thing go wrong and not being able to catch up. Like yeah. Auburn scares me so they're they're it, one of the they're one of the there's like two or three teams in the bracket that that I could see being like going either losing in round 1 or going to the final four almost equal probabilities. Is, is
0: Iowa State one of those teams?
2: Yeah, Iowa State yeah. would qualify. Yeah. I
0: I think Florida State is one of those teams. Like they've actually eh. been pretty consistent yeah. but I don't know. I think Nevada is one of Nevada those teams. Nevada is definitely
2: one of those teams. Yeah, Nevada Nevada comes to mind. Florida State I think is actually I kind of know what they are. Like they're good. They'll beat they'll beat the teams they're supposed to beat but they won't beat like the the one seed Duke level type team. Right. So um, they'll probably lose, lose to, to Gonzaga. Gonzaga yeah. assuming
0: fairly dickinson does not knock out gonzaga got
2: to watch out for they're hot they got a, a win under their belt last night
0: yeah so all right we'll just do some tournament stuff like we're not going to pick every game or anything nobody cares mm-hmm. uh your final four is what
2: i right now have uh duke gonzaga tennessee north carolina okay but i feel like it's too chalky but i probably won't change it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i have duke gonzaga tennessee kentucky and like i think this year more than any other year there's the it, it's almost like a women's basketball tournament. There's the ones and the twos, and then there's everybody else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's and especially like there's a couple decent three seeds, but uh, from like the four through you know six, seven, eight, nines range, like there's very few teams I see who I'm really like, man. I like I like this team. Like it right. seems like in years past, a lot of times you'll find one of those teams. It's like okay, you know this this team can can absolutely be a one seed. And like we said, like Auburn could be that team, but I just don't. I like teams that, that rely on the three as much as they do, I I struggle to, to like for the, that big of a sample size because they're going to have a bad shooting night. Yeah. And, like, the, I don't know. I just feel like there's, it's not a very deep field.
0: The best I can do with, like, the four through seven seeds is say, yeah, I could see them winning two games. Yeah. But then when they run into that elite team in the Sweet 16, I, I just don't think they're good enough. I mean, if there's if there's one team seeded outside of the top two that I think is a Final Four team, I think it's Texas Tech.
2: I agree. Yeah, but
0: there are three, so that's not exactly like right. a that's oh my crazy. god pick.
2: Yeah, I actually even more chalky than my final four. I think right now, I, I could be wrong. I haven't looked in for a few days, but I think my my elite eight is all ones and two seeds plus Texas Tech, which is that, that's impossible. That never happens.
0: Right. I, I think mine is actually all ones and twos. Wow. Because I picked, I think Texas Tech to lose to Michigan. Um, mm. I it, but if there's one team outside, you mentioned Auburn. The other one that nobody will talk about, Virginia Tech has already beaten Duke. Yeah, like I, nobody would say Virginia Tech's a Final Four team, but yeah, so I don't I mean, know, they, they might be.
2: They're a good team. They play they play good defense. That they're getting that player back, their best player. one of their better players. I don't remember his name, Justin Robinson, Brown, maybe. I think. It's yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know, but uh, um, yeah, like they, No, they're a good team. I don't know. I just yeah, I, I've. They're, I haven't followed them close enough to like, and I'm not. I also I, I almost feel like more confident in Duke's ability to beat them than than you know some other teams, just because I feel like Duke will be like, oh yeah, we lost to them, so we'll remember to try. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zion will have sixty, and yeah. um it, the the one team maybe that I'm more looking forward to seeing in this tournament than any other. I have not seen Murray State play all year. Oh, yeah. And just, like, every night is, like, this Ja Morant love fest. Yeah. I can't wait to see him play. He's really
2: good. I've watched them play a few times. Actually, that Mar- Murray-Marquette game could be incredibly interesting because yeah. both of those teams like to get Marcus up and down. Howard. Marcus Howard can score. I, I watched their game, one of their games earlier this year. I think it was against Buffalo, and he scored, like, 44 in the second half. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, that'll be a good game. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think John Morant's really good. I don't think anyone else on Murray State's is particularly good. Can so. you name anyone else on Murray State? Oh, no, absolutely. Does Popeye
0: not. Jones still play for them? No, he does okay. not. But, he, uh, yeah. I, I know him. There yeah, was kid he, was, from, he was a person. <laughs> uh, there was a kid named Isaac Miles from Overland Park. He played for Murray State. He okay. does not anymore. Um, the, uh, just a couple more things like the jump out to me. I'm maybe more interested to see what LSU does in this tournament than anybody else. Yeah, I've got them losing to Yale. They probably <laughs> will not. Yeah. Uh, but cheating Yale, you know, they're gonna find some oh, yeah. seven footer that paid nine million dollars to get into school, and he's gonna score. But like, I don't know, LSU. Like, they should reach the Sweet 16. It wouldn't shock me if they beat Michigan State. They're they're really good, but they might lose in round one too.
2: Yeah, I think I I think ever. I mean, I think everyone's scared. Of LSU for good reason. I mean, they you know, they've got a lot going on right now. They've got yes. the, no coach. No it's coach not good all. not a right. good thing. And they're they're really, I mean, they're probably not as good as their record says. They they just they won way too many close games. Like you yeah. don't that doesn't happen in a season. However, I do also think it's possible that people are overacting a little bit to the to the loss against Florida. Um, I don't know. I mean, Florida was like clearly matched up well with them. They had beaten them earlier in the year too. I don't know. I, I actually I I think right now I have LSU. I can't remember if I have them in the Sweet Sixteen or losing to Belmont which I, I love belmont i'm all over Bird, Belmont, but, yeah, uh, he's, he's good. yeah no i don't know i, I don't think C L S U is like a you know elite eight team probably but uh but yeah they're it's an interesting case because i mean as we've said said before like it's, it's rare to watch a team go through this in real time with the, the scandal as they're having a good season
0: so the the last thing that jumped out to me the second round game i really want to see is wofford kentucky
2: oh absolutely
0: like wofford is something like 29 and 4 and they're Like, they have a power—Wofford doesn't get a seven seed. Yeah. And some people thought they could have gotten better than that. Like, I don't think they'll probably beat Kentucky, but if Kentucky has one of those nights where they just go— man we're playing
2: wofford like wofford will beat absolutely wofford's wofford's legitimately pretty good they speaking of a team that just chucks up threes they let them fly and and so you could a team like that could absolutely on the right night beat a team like kentucky or really anyone in the tournament because they have this kid fletcher mcgee who's the second coming of steph curry not really but he (laughs) uh he's made i think more threes in his college career than steph curry he's like approaching jj reddick for top i don't know two or three all time so uh yeah no i i like wofford I, i I don't think I can pick them to be Kentucky because I don't know, I mean Kentucky's clearly right. better, but I would not be surprised if it right. happens. PJ Washington um, yeah. may be hurt. So. Oh really? I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, he is that. in a walking boot. Wow.
0: Um and the Abilene Christian coach said Um, if he plays, he's a
2: problem and he's one of our eight problems. If he's in a <laughs> boot, we can handle him. That's yeah, that I mean Abilene Christian. They no, are has a lot waiting. of problems, but yeah. they're in the tournament. Good for them. I'm trying to think who's my who's my lower or my uh, mid major type team. I'm most excited to see. I don't know. I, I I think Belmont could could be a Sweet Sixteen team, but mainly because of the matchup. I actually I think both mm-hmm. Buffalo and Nevada are good and in areas yeah. of the bracket where you know I wouldn't be shocked. It's like I'm not convinced that you know Texas Tech, like we said, could be good, but I'm not convinced that they're like infallible. Right. I think both uh, both of those two teams could make a run. They have a lot of scorers, so. Yes. Buff-
0: Buffalo plays the winner of uh, St. John's St. John's and in Arizona state. Yeah. And it, I mean, you're too young for this, but like there may not be two players in the history of college basketball that I despised more than Bobby Hurley and Chris Mullen. Wow. So I want them to both lose. You want like a meteor to hit. them? Yeah. I, well, no, I don't want them to die. <laughs> okay. I, I just don't <laughs> want either one to get to play another gotcha. game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we can get the FBI involved in this before Thursday.
2: That'd yeah. Be great. Yeah. All right.
0: Um, So, look, all I want is, like, I fill out a bracket every year, and I don't even pay attention to it. Like, I just root for chaos. Yeah. I root for upsets and good games and somebody that's not named Duke, Kentucky, or North Carolina winning the national title.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Or Michigan State. Or Kansas, we've already established. Or Kansas. I mean, that, uh, yeah. No, that, but, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, that's what, I mean, that's what everyone wants is this is just the madness, the, the upsets, the buzzer beaters, all that good stuff. Hopefully it, it happens. I don't know. I, I still agree that this, this year feels a little chalky, but I could see, I, I could that see all some the time, good, though. some first, I could see the first round being having some, some, some upsets. I mean,
0: Thursday through Sunday, for me, best four days in sports all year long. Absolutely. There's nothing like that. Yeah. You wait, it's 12 straight hours with, like, three or four games on. And the beauty of, I, I think, the, the two best, like, events, or at least most popular, are the NCAA tournament and the NFL playoffs. And the reason is because it's not about finding the best team. Mm-hmm. Like, the best teams very well might not win this. It's just about being the best team on an, an individual day six times.
2: Yeah, that's what makes it, yeah, unpredictable and exciting for sure.
0: So, the women's tournament starts on... Friday. There were literally two locations Missouri could be sent to where Mitchell was going to uh, get to cover that, so they are in one of them in Iowa City. Apparently, Drake is very good at women's
2: basketball. I did not know this. I I, I did not know either, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're an at-large bid from the Missouri Valley. That seems rather relatively rare.
0: Yeah, and uh, a lot of people say they're too low as a 10 seed. I think almost everybody thinks Missouri's a little lower than they thought as a 7 seed, but... Like, here's the deal about the women's tournament, because it is not something that you can just put in some random arena and sell 10,000 tickets. Like, it's not going to happen. So they have them on campuses. Geography is a consideration. So if they can get Missouri and Drake to Iowa City, rather than maybe being an eight seed and a six seed, but having to travel halfway across the country, they generally do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's a little bit different than the men's tournament. I mean, I uh, I understand, you know, the complaints of people who are saying, you know, we we're the the higher seated team in this first round game, but playing a team who's from that that is located okay. in Iowa. I get it. Uh, I still think Missouri should probably outdraw Drake. Although I admittedly don't know much about the Drake fan base. Don't um, e- I don't
0: even know where in Iowa it is. It's in Des Moines. Okay.
2: Um, I think I'm pretty certain on that though. Um, I would have
0: guessed it was in Drake, Iowa. i don't don't know it it could be it could be
2: no but uh yeah no i don't know i mean like we've said we've said all along like you know that this this team, these seniors have they've they've done good things, and and Sophie Cunningham Sierra Porter have, have already kind of crafted the majority of their legacy. But the one thing that's missing is the postseason. They made a nice run in the SEC tournament. They've had a nice break. I mean, I know you know it's it's not going to be easy, but but I still think the goal is is to reach the Sweet Sixteen.
0: Uh, no question. I, I and if they don't, it won't be a failure, but it will be disappointing. Uh, and you know this is like the John Calipari school of breaking down the tournament where all these fans are so are like, well, we got this team close to home and then we have to play on this team's home floor. Like Calipari is a professional, like complaining that Kentucky got the hardest draw ever. (laughs) And like, Guess what? It's the freaking NCAA tournament. At some point, go beat a good team if you want to do something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: whether that's round two or round five, like you got to beat somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah. To win it all, you have to, uh, you have to win. You know, win all your. Eventually, you're gonna have to beat the good teams. You're gonna have to
0: win six games, and you're (laughs) unless you're Kansas in whatever year that was. I think it was like 2008, maybe, where they played all double-digit seeds before the fight. Like it's literally happened once ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I again, don't know much about Drake, and admittedly, also don't know a lot about Iowa. I know they're pretty good because they're a two right. seed, and I know that like we've said in women's basketball, you know, it, upsetting a uh, you know, a, a one or a two seed is not as easy necessarily as in men's. However, this Missouri women's team has clearly shown that it can beat anyone, and it can lose to anyone. I mean, Mississippi yeah. State is what like the number two overall seed, I think, in the tournament. So, right, yeah. and Mizzou beat them on the road. So, I mean, beating Iowa on the road not impossible.
0: And, I mean, it could have been worse. I think UConn is a two-seed this year. Like, it yeah. could have been in that bracket. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you see Iowa, and you don't think, oh, there's no chance that's ever going to happen. Now, maybe they're really good, and maybe they win the national title. I have no idea. But uh, Robin Pinchton and the Drake coach played for the Iowa coach in college. So yeah. So, there's a lot that. Of,
2: a lot of local connections.
0: Yeah. So, that game is Friday at 3 o'clock. They will then play, if they win, they will play Sunday at a time, I think, not yet determined. I don't, Isn't that I don't, how it
2: works? Yeah, I don't believe it's been determined.
0: Yeah, but that will be at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Like, it's a four-hour drive. For mm-hmm. fans that want to go, they, like, this is actually a pretty good scenario uh, for the Mizzou women. So Mitchell will have coverage of that. Um, I will have coverage of nothing. I will watch <laughs> uh, games from my couch. But um, Pro Day tomorrow. Kind of a big deal. I mean, there's like there's something like 15 guys working out, but realistically there's the six guys who went to the NFL Combine and yeah. Mario Crockett.
2: The one thing I remembered actually today is uh, I bet Corey Fatoni will work out. That'll be I bet he wild. will. Yeah. I, I just want to see what he does on the bench. Uh,
0: I He probably is going to set a record for
2: punters. Right? I would have to think. I mean, I, I have not seen a punter as jacked as him, except for that recruit, 30, uh, yeah. like 38-year-old out of Australia. He's an Australian so, guy, yeah.
0: yeah, and he looks like he could be in the WWE. He's going to, what, Miami? I yeah, think? yeah. Yeah, I, I like that guy. He's a good punter. But, I I mean, I don't know. Drew Locke's going to throw well. Yeah. I, I, I assume everybody will come out of pro day quite impressed. Emmanuel Hall told us last week, like, he's probably not going to run. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Therese Hall, like, if he's healthy enough to do yeah, everything. That'll
2: be a question mark for sure. I'm just interested to see how many head coaches show up, you know. I think yeah. I think that's always an indicator of how interested teams are in, in this case, Drew Locke.
0: Yeah, and especially I, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Elway and who's the Broncos coach now,
2: uh, Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio,
0: right? If they're there, because obviously Elway saw him in person, and we'll find out a little bit about if you know how interest, how real that interest is. Uh, but I saw Charles Robinson said yesterday, you know, with with Haskins and with Locke, they could slide a little bit. I mean. I'm not sold. I have any idea
2: where Drew will go.
0: I think it'll yeah. be in the first round. Yeah, but I think it could be like as high as six and as low as early twenties.
2: Yeah, I I'd be surprised if he falls past fifteen. If he does, then he could really fall a little ways because someone but would have to trade just, up to get him. Didn't they
0: just sign a quarterback? To, or did I make that up?
2: Oh yeah, they might have. I, they probably like did. I don't think it was anybody good, but yeah. Now I'm trying to remember and I can't.
0: Or Maybe they traded for Case Keenum, is that? What oh they did? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. They did, they did, they did. Well, he's probably not the answer. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> yes. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like I'd be relatively surprised if he is not in the top half of the first round. We'll see if he falls past yeah. that. That there, there would be maybe a little bit of a slide there because another team would have to trade probably back into the first round to get him. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I it'll be interesting. It, you know, we don't really have a uh, a clear cut still idea. I don't think of of the the pecking order between Locke and and Haskins and maybe Murray. Although I still it think he'll probably be like, the first one off the board.
0: Yeah, it seems like Murray's the top guy. I still, I still have a hard time seeing him number one overall. But who knows? Yeah, you um, know. So yeah, pro day. I mean, it's going to last like six hours. It is a, just an ungodly, ridiculously long <laughs> thing. Where. Sometimes we get some results, and sometimes we just have to make things up. So sometimes we can interview the kids. Sometimes we can't. We'll do our best. It is on, what, NFL Network, I believe?
2: I believe so, yes. Yeah, um,
0: which is uh, the last time. I remember it was on either NFL Network or ESPN when Blaine Gabbert was going pro. Uh, Todd McShay was there live and everything. So if you want to watch it, you can.
2: Um, you should I, watch I, basketball instead. Yeah,
0: I. well, you can watch, like, the first <laughs> – hour of pro day and then turn over to watch basketball but uh maybe flip over during commercials except there are no commercials because there's always like four games uh but if you want to watch it great if you don't want to watch it we'll have coverage of it and we would encourage you to read that whether you watch it or not so uh I don't know. Mitchell will enjoy Iowa City. I will. should be good. It's hopefully, actually a pretty Hopefully it's
2: not snowing because last time I was in Iowa for Iowa State game, it was like four degrees and snowing yeah. sideways. It was it, horrible. I mean, it's always four degrees in Iowa, but I have a friend who went to Iowa. It's actually
0: a pretty decent town, so uh, that'll happen, and no podcast next week because it is spring break, and I will not be here, and I am not doing a podcast on my vacation, so we will be back in two weeks talking about stuff. Yeah. Well, to be determined. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know what stuff, but stuff. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to J.G. Tate. Enjoy the tournament, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.